Hi. <laughs> Hi. Appreciate being back on the Tyler podcast. is back, and he made a really weird drink for this. I don't. What did, we had I, peach juice from a can, yeah, and some weird things that we found around the house. Yeah. Um, that's so just where we're going with this. So it's gonna be fun. <sighs> yeah. Deep breath. Are you ready? I I'm no, <laughs> but yes. What's up, guys? This is Shelby, and welcome to Not Your Regular Coach Podcast. (laughs) Okay. Today's topic. (laughs) I'd like to give a presentation about co-coaching. So Tyler married me knowing that I have had my fair share of mental problems, eating disorders, blah, 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 blah. Did I know all that? No, I'm just kidding. I literally told you like day three. <laughs> I'm kidding. Didn't I? That is why I fell in love with you. Oh. Because you were so authentic. <laughs> no, seriously. You were just authentically authentic you. Authentic yeah. or crazy. Because oh. I've heard guys like crazy. But it's a different crazy. It's yeah. not that kind of, it's not the good crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, this anyway. supposed to be a podcast. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Your, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so... Basically, Tyler, you didn't know that when we got together and we got married that you were going to somehow get roped into being a co-coach for other younger mentally ill girls. (laughs) No. And... I did not. I just... I think we need to talk about this because here's the thing. I don't even know how this became... How did we become a team? Like, how did that happen? Because we were we were separated. Like, you weren't involved in anything. And then I think, I think it was live-ins. I think people got we got really close in live-ins. Yeah, it was. And then you just like couldn't. I was like, Tyler, you're gonna be the fun guy. Like, you're just gonna run around and be like, ha ha ha, and you're gonna be the distraction. But then you ended up being like, eat your pasta because you were like, Shelby, you're not telling them to eat the pasta enough. No, it got, it got a little deeper, and I think that. I don't know. I just I learned so much not only from Shelby and her disorder and her past and mental illness in general. In sen- essentially, I think that for me, I don't know. It's a, like a problem solving thing, and I saw logically things, and I was like, okay, this is the problem, and I would try to provide a solution, and that's not rational in terms of like how eating disorders work or how mental illness works. But I think that it provides a different level of You see from like an outside perspective instead yeah. of like connecting it to you. Right. Or getting like emotionally charged or feeling like, uh, oh, I understand where you're feeling. And I'm just like, okay, you're, you're so good at that. And I, it was kind of like good cop, bad cop, but I, I wasn't always playing bad cop, I guess, you know? And Yeah. So that's what I want to talk about is like how we're different and how we complement each other. And just this is just like in life. This isn't even about coaching. This is just like literal <laughs> life. I am definitely the like feeling like oh, I can feel your pain like almost to a fault empathic actually not almost like to a fault empathic and then being able to try to like really understand somebody and really try to I don't know the emotional connection is just is just really strong mm-hmm. and it's not like you don't have emotional connection but you're more grounded in the sense of like girl like you are upset about this and i totally understand i'm like i totally get it like whatever. i i don't even say i understand because i don't no, you don't and i i think that it's you're I just think it's like, naive to be to, to say that but i'm i'm like i get that you're feeling that way i don't understand it i get it 
but at the same time, we have to do certain things to progress. And, you know, you're not going to be at the other end of the field unless you start taking those steps, right? And and just start somewhere and continue al- along the journey and then uh, cry, be upset about things and, and understand that you have Shelby as that emotional backdrop when you do have trouble and difficulty doing this. But doing it is the is the main thing. Um in, in all of it. And I, you know, I would just per- help perpetuate that, I think, um, and push that forward. And yeah, you move, keep move me on track. <clears throat> yeah, and it's not that I keep you on track. It's just like, okay, I'll, I'll do the taxes. I'll do the, you know, <laughs> the, the financial stuff. You're like the that. logical one. Yeah, and I'm like, bit. feelings. Yeah, like but I, but it's interesting Earth. because, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I also grew up with, in an amazing household with, um, you know, uh, an awesome Italian mother and two older sisters who just, um, really helped me understand at least different perspectives and be a little bit softer and, um, you know, and more understanding with things. So while I am more logical and kind of like, okay, well, we have to have to do X, Y, and Z to get this done. I also have that empathic kind of tendency because I was a sensitive kid and my sister, Jesse and Corey can attest to this. <laughs> Um, and I give props to Jesse for, you know, um, honestly keeping me tough and, and moving forward and <laughs> keeping my... I aspire my to be Jesse. <laughs> Let's back up a second yeah. because also everyone's probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? So like, okay, obviously everybody knows I'm an eating disorder coach, right? Like not how to have an eating disorder, how to recover, a recovery coach. Oh yeah, you got to give some context so, with this. Right, we need context because yeah. I think everyone's just like, what's happening here? So... I want to know from your perspective, like, how did you get roped into this? And as a disclaimer, Tyler is not roped into every single situation. I think Tyler's roped into the situations that are live-ins or that are, that he can't really, like, escape. So, like, if somebody were to come here or if he comes with me somewhere because I need literally an emotional support animal, it's like, this is the thing. Hold she, on. She called me an animal. Did you hear that? Hold on. This is to get, get that on record. Sh- this is the thing. <laughs> the clients end up liking Tyler more. Like, no, maybe. Okay, maybe. I don't in, think so. In a different way. <clears throat> I cannot tell you how many times people have been like, "Can Tyler come? Where's Tyler? Can Tyler?" Like, and I'm like, <laughs> guys. But I also like it because it's helpful. Yeah. So how did you? How did we get here? Like, how did you start helping me? Truly, I think that it was, it was the, I was the fun guy. I was the guy who was just like, come in and make sure that there was a recognition that there was more to life and that it was like, okay, we can have fun. We can have fun and still recover. We can have fun and still like be in this space. Um, And so it was just like, I think that was my initial initiation to this was just during a live-in that I happened to have to be traveling at the same spot as you. And then I met the person and then it just like kind oh. of evolved and sort of like, you know what I mean? Wait, that's a good story. Okay, so I want to get into like how much you've learned because can you please share with the class? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the first geez. time that I Tyler was around this. for this, he had come Shit. with me. Yeah, He was like a separate entity, but he was around the vicinity. <laughs> and I just so happened that I was at, at a meal. He was at a snack. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. He was at a snack and this was the first time he had ever met this person. Also the (laughs) first first time I had ever met this person. Right. Oh, that's true. And what, 
did you say to them as they're chomping on a snack? Okay, they're eating a fucking what are those things? Nature Valley Nature bars. Nature Valley oat and they're chomping on a Nature Valley bar, but like you know the things that just fake like chomping. Literally, yeah, but it's just the things that you take one bite out of or split like in any way, shape, or form, and then it crumbles. Like it falls apart, drops all over the floor. Like it's on your your body, your the uh, shorts, your whatever it is that's surrounding you. It has in bot it like it covered because it's just so crumbly. And I, I had said, oh, my God, did you finish that? No, he literally <laughs> and I was like, that's so impressive. I would never have been able to do that. And the, the way that I meant it, this was so bad. But the way that I had meant it was I, it would have just fallen all over me and it would have get, gotten everywhere. But it was just so cleanly. It was like it was such it was done in such a clean way. Yeah, because and, it wasn't even real. <laughs> like, it wasn't happening. That's right, why it right. was done. In- but it was traumatic, and I didn't realize. And I was like, oh, my God. I, so I, immediately, I learned quickly that um, there are things to say and things not to say. And, um, I, you know, I, obviously, it, it was new to it. So I picked it up along the way. But it was just so funny that that was my introduction. I was like, you ate that whole You ate the thing? whole thing? I'm so impressed. <laughs> And and I, I'm sure those are the two worst things that you could say to an eating disorder client who is trying to recover honestly, from, you know, like, and actually eat. I, um, after that, I was like, okay, here's the rules. You are not allowed to say anything <laughs> about food. You are not allowed to comment about anything. You are just here for fun. fun. But, you're, but like, that's not how it evolved. You, no. You're not just there for fun, yeah, and no. that's not how it evolved. So what are some other, like crazy stories that you can think of that you've gotten yourself into i mean like you just did not sign up for this are you like do you are you i i did i did not sign up for it um originally but i also accepted it and it was just you know this this was honestly this has been an ongoing conversation with us and our relationship and our home and our space and our you know our life and that it's important to communicate that before having somebody in you know and planning something to come out of the trip or whatever and have a client here whatever but um it's just i think it's also opened up lines of communication between the two of us um on a personal level and on sort of more of like a relationship perspective um that weren't necessarily perfect before and so we've gotten so much better at that because of uh this almost like co-coaching situation that we've we've kind of um encountered embodied and just sort of like run with and honestly it it works i don't know why or how but it just maybe it just feels like there's multiple layers of support but it's also like okay we we have to do this at the end of the day but it's also you know the have the support on the emotional side um and yeah i don't i didn't sign up for it but uh (laughs) (laughs) here we are and you know we've we've had quite a few uh (laughs) Situations. Situations, scenarios, you know, breakdowns, um, theme parks, whatever it might be that we've done, it's been, you know, quite quite the ride, so to speak. It's very um, not so. normal. Like, I think that's also kind of why it's different and why it helps because for me, it's not just about, like, eat your food and then do this and do that. It's about wh- why would you eat your food? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really hard and you don't want to and all of the things right and what makes it worth it and I think I don't know like me yeah me living the experience and being able to show that is is one thing but then you being able to like also show that there are people in the world that actually 
care that haven't had any, like right. who haven't had an eating disorder is super helpful. And I think it's also helpful to see what, you know, for, for your clients also to see that somebody like yourself who's gone through, you know, really difficult mental health and some trauma and, and your eating disorder can have all of these wonderful things, right? They can have the, the uh, a great experience with a partner and create a wonderful life and still have a good relationship, not just with your partner, but with like life and food and, you know, whatever it might be that you're struggling with at the time. I think it's good for them to see that and experience that and be like, oh, I want that. Like, this is something that I can actually aspire to and want maybe. And not that I'm trying to pump ourselves up. That sounds really bad. But no, we have, we have our <laughs> we issues. We have our issues. Don't for worry, sure. we'll, get, we'll get there. <laughs> um, but but I, think it's, I think it's good for them to see that, you know, even though there are issues, even though there's problems, even though whatever, like... You know, at the end of the day, we we love and care for each other and respect each other's, you know, uh, difficulties and situations that we've gone through and, and whatever it might be. And you've helped me tremendously in so many, so many areas. And, and, and um, it's just, I think it's good for these clients to see that. And I, I have a feeling that the, the, the sort of traditional treatment of things and works for works for many people, but it doesn't work for everyone. And, and there's certain cases that um, you happen to just get and fall in your lap <laughs> um, where they're, they're more complex Ooh. and it's, it's I like that it, yeah and it's, it's, it's a little bit deeper um, and I think that you have the capacity to just go to, to dive a little bit deeper um, but also integrate things like having it be more lifestyle driven and like that's your coaching style which is which is really awesome um, and it's not just surrounding and you know being like okay well you got to eat and you know have like a x y and z um, sort of routine or regiment like I would do probably as a coach but you're just like yeah amazing at that and then I think adding my layer of and of things into it might help I don't know no it does because we need that I'm missing the strict like okay you're upset but Mm, sorry still gotta eat the pasta like you've got honestly transparently though and and uh you've gotten a lot better about that okay wait can we talk about that because i don't know how (laughs) wait can we pump me up a little bit no 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 no, not pump me up but like i don't even know what this podcast is and this is if this is supposed to be like promoting me then i don't know if that's working but like (laughs) (laughs) no but i've talked about this in my own in my own like solo episodes is that when I first started, I definitely had this like life saver, savior complex, savior complex. Yeah. Yeah. And that I have learned is not helpful. Like that doesn't Mm -hmm. actually work in some ways it is, but it's not sustainable. And so I think you've helped me a lot. Like you've been on the other side of this. So I started coaching in 20, I did the course in 2018, mm-hmm. started coaching in 2019. Now it's the end of 2023. You've seen a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen the transition from, you know, from you. Uh, and it was also like, it was a weird time too. It was like right before COVID, COVID and then COVID struck and it was just like, it, it, these these things evolved in your coaching style and everything that happened just evolved from all of these sort of like environmental s- situations that you had to overcome. Um, so it wasn't only that you were just a newer coach. It was just, it was also that, you know, you were uh, dealing with these environmental factors that were 
X factors. We didn't expect to have COVID. We didn't expect to have all these things. But yeah, your your transition from inception, from when you first started as a coach to where you are now, it's just the growth has been tremendous. And not only on, I think the growth is, is not just in like the day-to-day coaching because that on uh, on the, like, you can read a textbook or read a, read a book and just be like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do, X, Y, and Z. And that's, I think, how you started out. And then you realize, you were like, that's oh, not going to no. really work for me. I, I, like, and, and I think you put yourself in your client's shoes and you were like, is that something that I would want to hear? Is that something that would help me? And you're not your standard coach, obviously, and you're not the... What do you mean? <laughs> and you're not the, the standard, you didn't have the standing eating disorder and the, the, the sort of mental health um, so that, that you sort of went through. And I think that your recovery wasn't standard either. And you understand those better that are dealing with those really hard situations that aren't like cookie cutter and being like, okay, well, I just don't want to eat this because of this. So if I eat this, I'll be okay. And and with some people, it works that way. But with a good majority, it actually doesn't. And that's where you shine, I think. And that's where you've learned that throughout this process that you're not going to be that cookie cutter coach that just says, okay, we're going to eat this calories. Then we're going to move it to this. Then we're going to do this. And it's like, but, okay, what's going on with life? What's going on with the, like deeper? What's what's happening? Like, ooh. how do you really feel today? And why does it feel that way that you don't want to eat this? Like, what's, what's the deeper mm. reason behind these things? But what's better or worse? I think you need both. I think you need a little bit of a, a That's blend. why I have you. You need a blend of both. And I, no, it's not. It's not about you have yes, me. No, no. I think that you... <laughs> You've also adapted and learned and found the ability to do to do both. I just have that a little bit more, like gusto in me for that. <laughs> um, but that evolution has been, I think, transformative in your coaching career, particularly for the clients that are that you're really helping that are really difficult and have gone through things that you know and gone through conventional treatments that haven't worked. And I think it's because it's a deeper level of understanding and a deeper level of things and going, you know, seven layers deep. And I think that's where it, that's where you shine. And that's where I think, honestly, that personalized treatment needs to be because everyone's different. Having having a cookie cutter approach won't work with the majority of people, um, you know, and, and that customization is, is, I think, critical for those that who are, are struggling in a, in a, you know, non-conventional disordered way right Mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna take a moment tyler i'm gonna let you finish but first we need to get our pizza that's at the door and refill our (laughs) drink so brb hold on hold that thought okay we're back we're gonna get off the pump train okay i don't know how you want to take that (laughs) all you listeners this is supposed to be pg we're gonna get on it's not yeah it's not at all sorry but not that kind of Okay, anyways, we're going to get on to <clears throat> what did you think prior to knowing me, prior to knowing any of this? Like, when you heard eating disorder, what did you think? Oh, really good question. Honestly and truly, I only ever thought of like anorexia and bulimia and like really, really skinny. But like, did you think, oh, wow, that must be deeper? Did you think it was just like people were just nope. like, nah, I'm not eating, girl? Nope. I just thought it was like, oh, okay, well, I don't want to eat, so. Okay. I won't. And, and so it was just like it was very surface level for huh. me. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, but you wouldn't know. No. So so what have you but I think learned? That's a, I, I, think that's a, I think that's a bigger, uh, a bigger problem across the board, right? So yeah. I think that education is important. I think this should be taught like in 
not only just like specialist classes, but like school. Do yeah, you know I mean, I, mean and, I was talking about this with someone earlier, and it was like there's a difference between dieting and disordered eating and this is not to be like this is not to invalidate anyone because a hundred percent any sort of disordered eating anything like that is is a problem and is probably coming from somewhere but i think there's this misconception that it's just like yeah i just like don't want to eat because like i want to be skinny but it's it's so much more than that yeah and And that's what i learned i mean i i thought it i honestly i truly i truly thought it was surface level i had no idea that it went deeper, right? And that trauma was involved and that there was like backstories and that there was like a deeper level and deeper understanding or a deeper reason for these things. And I, I've, I've kind of learned with you and with client your clients and just like observing, learning, listening, reading some things and just like starting to begin to understand a little bit more um, and never fully understanding, but just like at least reading enough to know. Right to, to to not necessarily understand, but to know a little bit more. Um, so what's that, the difference? Then you like you thought it was surface level, but well, what? That's, that's what I was just trying okay, to get sorry, to. I'm, but I'm Sh- little... Shelby's Shelby's not very good at uh, that sort of the connection ADHD. there. He's letting me kind of finish my sentence. Okay, go. But uh, we're working on it. So it's <laughs> another thing. Um, I think that the deeper aspect of things is something I've come to learn. And not only in just Shelby's recovery and Shelby's Shelby disorder and Shelby's um, you know, trauma and all of that, but just in her in her some of her clients too, and understanding that it almost is a symptom of a deeper rooted problem. And and, and this is totally naive me saying this, but I, I think that it's the root problem has to be attacked first, right? And and not only first, but from from uh, I guess not necessarily first, but just from like a general standpoint, I think that the root issue is going to be pervasive and continue. It's just the symptom is going to change if you just treat the one thing, right? So it, it, this is kind of go, going into more of like holistic practices of like doctor of osteopathy versus like MD. They're, you know, a, a MD treats the symptom and osteopath treats sort of like the the, the entire body and as a not just a symptom but just sort of like a systemic thing and there's a systemic deeper problem i think with those that have eating disorders um that's not just the eating disorder i, I don't think it's ever I, i've learned through you and through just kind of having these conversations about food and about what's what's going on it's it's not just about the food and it, i don't think it ever is just about the food necessarily it might be with some but what i've seen is that it's deeper Right. There's there's much more to it than just, oh, I don't want to eat that because of X, Y and Z. Um, it's like there is some level of trauma or some reason, deeper reason behind why. Um, and to sort of dive into that, I think, is is really important with, I think, most of your um, most of your clients and whatnot. But. Right, because it's even like subconscious. I don't think people sit at the table and they're like, wow, I don't want to eat this right now because of this. And like, no, it's just an easy, it's not easy, but it's like a distraction or something to focus on. So you don't focus on the other things. It's a focal point. And so that's where I'm like, "Mm, girl, let's dig. Like, let's dig, dig, dig. Like, I want to know. And then you're like, okay, we can do that. But also like, (laughs) you need to eat your burrito because like, that's where we complement each other. Yeah, and I think it's, it's the the deeper part of it is that it's it's controlling the con- controllable, right? It's 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 going from 
something deeper that they can't control necessarily to, okay, I can control this. So this is what makes me feel this way. So I can control this. And not that I know about eating disorders. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I'm just, this is all just based on what we've kind of discussed, what we've gone through, what we've, what I've seen. But, um, that there's that deeper level of things and, um, the disorder is just like the controlling of the trauma response or the deeper issue and pervasive problem that's like, okay, well, I'm going to hold on to this because this is what I can control. So I'm going to control this because, you know, I can't control how I feel about my trauma or I can't control how I feel about like whatever else had perpetuated this um, and what initiated it. But it's just like, it's so intriguing and so interesting to me that the, the mental health side of things is our brains are just so 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 strong but in sometimes not good and sometimes in a really tough way where it's like it's not helping you it's actually hurting you tremendously and it's um if we could if you could only transition that power and that ability that you have in, in your brain power to to shift it to uh i don't know to positive body image or to like you know recovery or to giving back to the world i don't know what it would be but just like it, truly i believe that if you took all of these people because they're brilliant all your I was clients just gonna are say, brilliant i was just gonna say can't you say that every yes. single person that you've met and got to know is like a fucking genius every single one in in some way every single one. it doesn't have to be like <clears throat> math whiz but like really special really smart re- like has the ability truly i believe to, to change, the, change world. the world like if you if you combined and you took all of these minds and figured out exactly what was going on, kind of reverse engineered it, and then took those minds and made them, uh, allowed them to do something positive. It would be superhuman. It's superhuman. Literally. Like these, the, the, the minds of your clients and of yourself, like Thanks. you <laughs> are, are truly, um, it's, it's just special. And, and I don't know how to describe it. It's, you know, it's it, every person that we've seen is and, and i've experienced has been very very different but they're all like they all have sp- like this the x factor this special ability um and this just mind and brain power that is beyond anything i've ever seen i think so let me ask you this would you consider yourself like a pretty mentally stable person <laughs> well, i feel like this should be another podcast <laughs> Okay, nobody's obviously like a hundred percent mentally stable because what does that even mean? Yeah, but I'm I'm grounded. I, you're grounded. I, I would say right? I'm, I'm fairly grounded, you're but logical, logical and grounded. Yeah, but um, I mean, I have my my days, of course. But so um, to you, is this like a foreign concept? Like, do you just really like you see it, but you don't? You're like, I don't get yeah, it. Yes, and that's why I always say that I, you know, to to you, I'm like, I under, I, I can't, I can't say that I understand, right? And I think that's, I think it's. I think it's naive and ignorant of me to try to say that because I don't and I never fully will um even if I st- like studied if I like I don't know had the ability to like transcribe my brain to yours or something like that like I don't I don't know um <clears throat> I truly I don't believe that I would fully ever understand but it, it, it's it is a foreign concept and for me it's like I don't know maybe it was my Italian mother I, I, shout out to Charmaine here on that one but food was never even really a concern i mean i maybe i was picky when i was younger or whatever with like spinach because i didn't want weird <laughs> greens or whatever but and they tasted bitter but like i i never really had that relationship 
with food or or the 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 deeper trauma that perpetuated or instigated a a disorder or just like brain chemistry or the brain chemistry like that the 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 brain waves and the things that you sometimes say to me i'm like that doesn't even register with me like what what do you mean by that and i ask you to go deeper too because like i don't understand it and it doesn't make any logical sense to me or even like emotional or rational sense in my own brain i'm like trying to figure out how that would compute with me if i were to be in that situation i'm like that doesn't nope just wouldn't even think that (laughs) um so uh, yeah it's 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 so interesting and fascinating the the way that your brain works the way that things compute with you and you know and some of your clients too i'm sure do you think that seeing these clients and kind of being there for the the moments has that helped you kind of understand me a little bit more yeah i mean i i think i think i from the beginning i'd never really fully understood and i never really fully will um but it definitely helped make me understand that or let me understand that there's like it's not just like uh, an isolated event. It's not just mm-hmm. you're, you're 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 not like an enigma. You know what I mean? And and it's it, because before I would just be like, well, like every maybe maybe every standard person would be, would say it was just like, oh well, just don't do that or don't think that way or don't like. And that's just so wrong. And it's well, so, that's why it's so hard. And that's yeah. why with parents, it's so hard because right. if they don't understand, they're just like, stop. Yeah. And also why I think that we're going to be much better parents now because we can actually communicate about this and communicate to our kids about this. I'm going to be a psycho. You're going to be a psycho, but not in a bad way. Well, the second that they're like, <laughs> Mom, I want to have wheat bread instead of white bread, I'm going to be like, ah, You're going to be like, why? nope, nope, we're going to have I'm going to give them a questionnaire. Bread. No, I'm going to give them a question, maybe. <laughs> but I'm going to give them a questionnaire about why. Like, okay, maybe not that far, but... And it's, I'm really thankful that you've been able to be around because like, yeah, this is something that's really hard to understand. I don't understand it. I literally don't understand it. And I don't think anybody necessarily understands it, but that's because it's not like, it is not a thing. It is different. It, it transpires in people differently. It is unique and it, like this mental illness can occur for a bazillion reasons and mm-hmm. there's not one cause. Right. And there's also not one like solution. Solution. There's also not one sort of like display of this disorder. That's why there's so there's a, there's a broad spectrum of it. Right. Um, and also why I still do this. I mean, you and I, I think are on the same page with this. It's just like standardized treatment is for, for those that are more complex is just not, feasible it's got to be customized you know and that's where you you uh, I, I keep i think i'm still on the the train of like go shelby because i don't know you you really do dive into each individual client of yours and figure out what is making them tick what their deeper problems are and it's just like and trying to attack those uh, and figuring out sort of like a more of a treatment not a treatment plan but like a solution to try to um mitigate or work this work this out with them individually and not just like as a as a mass right and because we want to be controversial (laughs) (laughs) how does that backfire you've seen it backfire 
Yeah. How does it backfire? Tell, and this again, this probably <laughs> makes no sense for me to put on my podcast. But if nobody, if you haven't learned by now, I'm, I say all the things I'm not supposed to say. I talk, <laughs> I'm too honest to a fault, but how, yeah. How does that, how does that backfire? I think the main way it backfires is, um, boundaries is, is, oh, is yeah. my least favorite word <laughs> is, is not having boundaries in place. And then, and then it becomes like, because it's so close and we're dealing with these people on a daily basis and we're working with them and we're kind of going through the emotional side of things. And then we're going into like, okay, this, that, and the other, and then we're integrating them into society and then life and then, you know, going and doing things. And yeah, I don't know, just like making sure that it's not just about the disorder, not just about the food. It's more about like lifestyle stuff. It's, it then becomes very much like, okay, well, they're awesome to be around. It's fun to do these things. Like I want to continue down this path, but it's not feasible long-term, right? And then you do have to separate things and you have to recognize that, you know, Shelby is the coach. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, that's that's her primary role and not to be like your bestie. Um, and that's hard, right? Yeah, it's because hard. Cause, because also I really connect with these people because I understand them and they understand me. Right. And that's really hard to find. Right. And so it's like a tribe almost. Right. It's like a fucking tribe. You're like, <laughs> I have found you. Well, it's like 11 cult. finding her like numbers. <laughs> but then it's like 11 trying to help 12, 13, 14. And it's like, you can only do so much. And then you have to let 12, 13, 14 want to do it for themselves. You and I and anybody in this entire world cannot heal someone. They have to heal themselves. Right. So you have to give them, hopefully, the power and the introspection to be able to, number one, want to do that. Number two, be able to even try. Mm -hmm. And number three, keep going. Because, Tyler, you can attest to this. I have, I have tried it all. <laughs> I have tried it all. <laughs> and... I have to take myself out of the situation sometimes, which is something that I've definitely learned and that's jo this job has helped me learn, is like I have to take myself out of the situation sometimes and say like, hey, I've literally done everything I can do. Right. I need to let this person do it on their own, whether they do or not. I, I can't continue to do it because that's a disservice for me, for them, and I don't know how we got here, but like now I'm on a soapbox. Yes, it's your passionate about it because it's an it for you it's it's i think it's the toughest thing that we and we've you've come to me and talked to me about things like this before where termination of that client relationship is sometimes the thing that they need the impetus they need the the, the next step for them and it would be better if obviously they could have that autonomy and do it themselves which a lot of your clients have, but some have difficulty because of that relationship that you've built up. And it's not like they're gone forever. And you're or not even forever, me, just like, like in general. Right. You know, like, and I, and I can say this because I'm not judging anyone because I have this, like, I need, and I mean, this is something I've worked on for a long time, but it's like needing to have a person because you don't have yourself. Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. I think that's how I got married when I was like six and got into that situation because 
I was like, all right, well, I don't know how to make decisions for myself. I don't want to make decisions for myself. I don't trust myself to make decisions. So I'm going to find someone who does all of that for me. Interesting. Yeah. And that ended up being a fucking disaster. Right. And so it's like, you could say the same thing and wow, this is just like so complicated. Yeah. It will. I think it comes down to the self, the self-worth. Right. And then once you have that self-worth giving yourself the autonomy and the independence to be able to say okay well i got this and it's like it's on me and no one else can tell me x y and z because at the end of the day i am the one that is going to make this decision and at the end of the day it is your it is the the your client's decisions right like it's it's their decision whether or not they want to recover whether or not they want to like that's another thing being attached to the results yeah it's not your life true you can't right you can't, you can't, because at the end of the day, it's also not fair to decide somebody else's correct faith or <laughs> destiny. Like you, that's no, it's not your job. That's, you can't do that. Yeah, you, you know, the fate is in their hands, not yours. And and even though you're, so you're, you're simply there as a tool and a really really useful one at that. That is, um, understanding and empathic. Um, and goes deeper than 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 most, and, but that's also where you kind of run into trouble a little bit too. Is that like it's it's almost like they see you as like this the one stop shop, and that's not feasible across Mm-mm. the board. And that's why you always have to say you know even when some of your clients are like, oh my god, well I don't need X, Y, and Z, and like no no no, you need your treatment team. Like the whole point of this is that you have an entire team to be able to help you with all aspects of things, and you're there to support in the daily aspects and the daily day-to-day basis but you know don't get rid of the team at all <laughs> like that's the, we need the team need girl team. i got <laughs> trust me i need a team but but at the end of the day the team isn't going to be able to 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 have that client recover it's just it's all on the client at the end of the day it's all on the person who's uh, who's holding that disorder, holding the trauma, holding the deeper, the deeper things to do the work, um, to find that, to figure it out and to then, you know, uh, conquer it. Yeah. And I mean, okay. I want to get off of this boat. <laughs> I was gonna say this guy, this guy, it went from co-coaching to like, I want to get off this boat for a <laughs> sec. Cause I, now I feel like I'm being attacked and no, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, <laughs> no, I think it's really important to also like know that everybody, therapist, doctor, dietitian, coach, w- whatever it might be, is also always like working or should be working on themselves too. And so taking experiences that you learn from other people just as other people learn from you is like a thousand percent necessary, helpful, and leads to growth. So... I'm going to get off this train real quick because I want to end on like a funny note because we're supposed to be funny and we are oh, yeah. funny. <clears throat> we were very serious about this whole thing. We're just not funny. So here we go. <laughs> okay. I want to talk well, about. Well, I think it's important to talk about no. these, these things. It's, you know. Um... It is because guess what? It's not always funny, bro. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. I try to make it funny. Sometimes. On TikTok, everyone's like, oh my God, it's not funny. Yeah, I know it's not funny. I, I came in as the fun guy to be added to the coaching the coaching crew, but, uh, you know, sometimes I end up being the, the hard ass who has to, um, you know, throw Shelby's phone down <laughs> the ground while she's phone. receiving texts during our thing and texting back. <laughs> I didn't. I got to be the hard ass, so. Okay. 
Ready? I'm going to ask you. It's a good example. <clears throat> I got some questions. You got some questions? Oh, now we're getting the questions like 50 minutes into this interview? <laughs> no, I have some funny questions. Okay. What is the most bizarre experience that you can say from like a live-in that we've had or that you remember? Like I have some in mind, but I want you to come up with it. Almost dying. It getting sucked out in the waves in the ocean and making sure that you and your client didn't get oh, torn up in a hurricane. Yeah. That was bad. That was yeah, that was that was bad. That was really bad. What were you thinking of? I was thinking of tofu in the can. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I forgot about tofu in a can. So we're sitting here, oh, we're having caught that one. Indian right. or I don't even know what we were eating, Thai. And it's an exposure. It's like a takeout situation. And we're sitting here and we're watching something as like a distraction. And Tyler was like, hey, how's that? Oh, no. What did you say? You were like, how's that tofu? Because they were pretending to drink the drink, but like actually spitting tofu into the drink. <laughs> and Tyler saw it and I didn't see it. And he said something like, oh, how's that tofu going or something like that? I, I just I, I saw this happening and I was like, <laughs> At first, I was like, "This this can't be real. Like, this is not happening." But this actually happened, and I was like sitting back in the corner of the couch, supposed to be watching the TV show. Shelby was on the on the corner here, and she was trying to give this person the autonomy and being like, "Okay, cool. Let's give this person the ability to eat, um, and and try to make sure that they whatever finish." Not thinking that they were gonna spit it back up into a can of. I mean, I should have known of uh, sparkling water. So, I said. I said, how's that sparkling water taste? And uh, I said, you want to finish that all? <laughs> they were like, what? And I was like, that's the tofu in there. And I was like, you got to finish the tofu that you just spat back up in there. And, I was <laughs> and then I was like, that's trauma. We're not making yeah. them drink the fucking drink. But no, the, it's just funny because the you... Behaviors. Yeah, no, it's funny because you've caught on. Well, it wasn't even that I caught on. It's just like, I'm very, I'm very observant. So when I'm and and so your your brain goes to the sort of emotional side and like okay what's happening like in this and I'm very observant like I see something and I'm like laser focused on it and so and that's that's where like that's where my like I guess ADHD if I have like that focus of one thing at that particular time like if I see that I'm like okay I I can see it but if I'm all over the place and my head's in a different different headspace, and I'm like seeing different things, and I, that, that I, I I'm all over the place. It won't work, right? But I see when I'm laser focused on it, I can see it. When you see the tofu, when I see the tofu going in the can, that was wild. I forgot about that one. And also, <laughs> I feel like I forget these because I'm just like I put them out of my mind too. I mean, I but feel that like was pretty. That was pretty intense. The yeah, the tofu in a can. The you commenting on the bar and being like, you finished that? Oh my god! I feel like there's been a lot of others. I definitely know people have cried at dinner with us. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I feel like that's a standard. Because you'll be like, that is not a meal, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, ah. yeah. Sometimes I'm a little bit harsh, but I but think- everybody loves you. They do. They love you. They want you around. Yeah, but I think it's. I think sometimes like I'm a little. I'm a little harsh with it, but I think it's. I think it's from a place of caring, and I, it's also like. I think they need to know that it's like that's not a reasonable, amount for what you're <laughs> supposed to eat, be eating. Um, 
and from from an, like an outsider, quote unquote, somebody who hasn't doesn't have any eating disorder or whatever, from their perspective. So, okay, I have another question. Oh boy, here we go. Ahem. Those are, I forgot about those. If you, oh, this is a good one. If you could choose, would you choose? I feel like we're back in 21 questions in like <laughs> high school right now or middle school. Or oh my God. Should we do like answer or drink? No, no. Oh. Yes. Okay. Maybe next time. Okay. But also like now. Um, would you rather me have like a nine to five and just like not have all of these situations going on Absolutely and not. not have seriously? No. But why? Absolutely not. It's, it, it's, I don't know what we, we've talked about this lifestyle wise and just in general, like it gives us the freedom to be able to do things. Um, no, but like, forget that. Just think about all of the things that you nine to five, Shelby, you're gone from nine to five. Understand? Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. That's what I'm saying. No, I mean like from your perspective, would it be easier if I was an accountant than having to, Oh yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Well, so you, would you, you rather ask, me you have to specify then because you would asked you, me would you rather and i said absolutely not i would not rather no would you but rather would me easy, have a normal easier? job would it be easier no i still my answer is no I, I, this is the point i'm trying to get to you're you, the, the core of the question that you're asking is there's there's two separate questions you're asking not like one is would i rather and the answer is across the board no i don't want you to have a would it be job. easier would yes. it be easier yes oof those are two very different things. I don't want an easy life with you. I want <laughs> a fulfilling life with you. Oh. Okay? It's a difference. It's a big difference. Yeah. Also, to anyone listening to this, and I've talked about this with clients before, they're like, I can't grow up. I don't want to grow up. I don't want to work in a cubicle. I don't want to do something stupid from nine to five. You I don't, don't want have to. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. And I was just saying this to someone the other day. I was like, girl... I know you don't think it's worth it. I know you think it's pointless. I know all of the things, but like, and I, this is not in a condescending way because I hated when people were older than me and be like, you're so young, you just don't know. And I'm like, no, I do, I know. And like, I do believe, like Tyler and I said, that that people that struggle with eating disorders and other mental health issues are like a little bit more ahead of the game and a little bit more mature and and, and also, until you've lived on your own, experienced your own things, like had your own choices, I'm like, girl, you can't, you can't tell me that it's not worth it because you don't know. Right. Like your brain power is so intense, but you haven't actually lived to experience the fact that, okay, there's life worth living. There's fun things out there. There's like, life is pretty cool if you're not like, you know, on the hamster wheel kind of thing. Um yeah, because when I think about, I literally remember being in college, I remember being in high school and thinking, if I have to work a nine to five, like I, I just could not picture that. I couldn't picture myself doing that. So therefore I couldn't picture my future because I was like, well, that's what adults do. I, I can't yeah, do that. Scary. I don't want to be an adult. I, I don't want to sit like, what is that? And, yeah. and there are people that it works great for hundred percent and like it. I'm just not one <laughs> and so that's another issue with like people that have this brain power that we're talking about and they think about that they have to fit in a box like legit box cubicle it's just like why would I do that but you don't have to do that and so I wish someone would have told me that because I was like honestly oh realization 
I think that's why I held on to my eating disorder for so long until I was like in my mid twenties. Uh, controlling it. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I don't want to work in a space like that. So if I do this and spend all my time doing this, then I don't have to. Interesting. Wow. See? Wow. I'm blowing stuff just on podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's true. And so I don't even know where we are right now. Nope. We don't know either. Are we on the boat or are we in swimming? We're, we're snorkeling. on Mars. We're snorkeling. We're on Mars. But actually, no, you're right. We, I'm like underwater. Yeah. But it's okay. You were asking me a bunch of questions and then you kind of got off topic and I love it. <laughs> this is part of, again, this is, this is kind of the unconventional method. This is, this is how you work. This is how it's not like, it's not a standard cookie cutter and it's not like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to come onto my podcast and say X, Y, and Z. Welcome to... You should have things that your body wants. Right. Like, no, it's, it's like, welcome here. What's your backstory? How are you doing this? Like, it, no, no, it's like, it's fluid. It's, it's, it's wild. It's, you know, kind of untamed and it's, that's kind of beautiful and, um, also necessary in so many ways. Um, but yeah. So basically... I think I just ruined my life with this podcast. <laughs> I think I literally. Okay, this is like the equivalent of Steve Jobs coming on and being like, I don't know anything about, about computers. About the iPhone. Like, what? what is a computer? And then. Selling it the day later. Yeah. Yeah. So, whatever. I If there's one thing that I am, it's way too honest and real. So, here we are. But. At the end of the day, regardless of what your job is, regardless if you're a coach, if you're a person, if you're a whatever, if you truly care about somebody else and you're willing to check your intentions for yourself, I think that is the most powerful thing. That is the most powerful way to help because we all need to reel it in here and recognize that no matter what we do, it's always because we're also helping ourselves. Like, that's just the truth. And when you help yourself and you're helping somebody else and that person is helping themselves and helping you, it's like, that's something you just can't teach. And that's just the vibe. <laughs> that's the vibe. That's like... The vibe, okay. I feel like the podcast end on that's the vibe. Like that's the vibe. Not your regular coach podcast.